Hello and welcome to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that explores compelling themes in some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Chris. I'm Brittany. On this episode, we'll be discussing Courage and Harry Potter. But before we do that, do you have a geeky fact to share? I do. So one of our patrons named Patricia let us know her geeky fact, which is really amazing and Harry Potter related. So she said, I participated in library lock-in events for the midnight release of at least five of the Harry Potter books. My mom is a librarian and arranged a series of events, crafts, and puzzles for teens for many of the book releases, which resulted in participants winning a copy of the new book. So in short, I hung out at libraries with a bunch of other teens, was quizzed on random Harry Potter facts, received a book, a new book at midnight, and stayed up as late as I could reading it. I miss those days. That sounds so cool. We missed those days, <laughs> and I am very jealous of this fact. Why was I not invited to this? I mean, you weren't at the right library, I Shush. guess. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so fun. Yeah, like it makes me wonder if I miss something like this at my local library, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I definitely, I don't think I went to any like midnight releases, but like I would get them the day of or what have you. But it would have been really cool to go to an event like this in my local community. Totally. Maybe we should do like a 25-year anniversary one, do fun events like that. Just ourselves. A preach book. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That sounds fun. <laughs> well, so that was a great fact and one that induces lots of jealousy and also happiness that you and other teens got to experience such a cool thing. Your mom sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. And thank you so much to Patricia and all of our other donors for being patrons for us on Patreon. Uh, it, mean, it means so much and so great to be able to share your awesome geeky stories as well on our podcast. Absolutely. So I guess we should start with a question for ourselves. Yeah. So we talked about courage in if Lord we, of the Rings. Yeah, if we were courageous people. Right. So I guess, is there a time in your life where you wish you were more courageous? Oh, yeah. A lot. Probably. What comes to my mind automatically is, it's complicated because I wish I was more courageous sometimes when men say terrible things. Mm. I mean, not like terrible, terrible things, but like objectifying sort of things to me. And I often don't say much, even though it makes me so angry because I'm just afraid of what they might do if I do stand up and say something. And so, I mean, these cases have all been when I'm by myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's just, I want to be able to stand up and say something, but I also don't want to be attacked, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of, yeah, it's one of those difficult things. But I think oftentimes it, it shouldn't catch me off guard because I know it happens all the time and it's happened to me a lot. And I think where I've settled more now is to kind of like almost go through some scenarios in my head so that when these things happen, I can like have things to say that I feel comfortable with and that I've thought about already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, what about you? Yeah. Similarly, there's definitely times where I wish I had said something in in situations when, when I hadn't because often I'd been caught off guard or I didn't want to disrupt social harmony in the group that I was in or or what have you. What, you like social harmony? I sure do, yeah. But then I also thought about times when I wasn't courageous enough to try at something Hmm. because I wasn't sure how well I'd do at it. Oh my Um, god, that's I do that all the time too. (laughs) Yeah, like the example that comes to mind 
is when I was in Japan, I didn't really spend a lot of time studying Japanese. And part of that was because I was expecting myself to only be there for a year, and I knew that I would not be able to gain, even within a year, a really good handle on the language. And so, you know, I want to spend my time doing other things instead of learning a language for something that I wouldn't even be successful at. But that definitely is not the courageous act of doing that, right? Of, of way to engage with a culture that I was living in and certainly not a, a giving or open way of engaging that culture either. So mm. yeah, just times in my life where I, I've kind of done the the easier or the more convenient thing. I think at least a part of that is a lack of courage. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I relate to that too. Well, why don't we move on to Courage and Harry Potter? And to start, we have a quote from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Towards the end of the book, when Harry is talking with Dumbledore about what happened in the graveyard. And Dumbledore asks Harry, You've shown bravery beyond anything I could have expected of you. I ask you to demonstrate your courage one more time. I ask you to tell us what happened. Yeah, I love that because I feel like... Harry did show so much courage. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. only, I mean, during the entire book, he has to participate in these things that he didn't even sign up for. Exactly. And also he had to have more courage because he was foolish and didn't prepare ahead of time. Yes. <laughs> There's that too. But yeah, I mean, being a 14-year-old kid transported to this graveyard where somebody wants to kill you and then seeing this person that you know die right in front of you and still stand up and still not just give up in that moment even though there's all of these death leaders like what chances did he have but he still did the courageous thing and then he comes back and has to explain everything and yeah i love that dumbledore really acknowledges that there's not just the more typical courageous acts that we would think of, but also voicing your own traumas, voicing these unspeakable things and how painful that is to people that you're not even that close with, how much courage that takes, I think. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And and I agree. I like that Dumbledore notices that and, and speaks to that because, yes, of course, for in this case in particular, you know, for justice and for preparation of fighting this new war that's begun. Dumbledore and others need to know what happened, but he also recognizes that that need is social and societal and wider than Harry, and Mm -hmm. it comes at the cost of him being re-traumatized. Yeah. And that is, I think, an important thing to, to see. Yeah. Well then, why don't we move on to our discussion proper? discussion proper yes <laughs> did you I'm bring... not saying it's incorrect i'm just making fun of you <laughs> did you bring a character i did bring a character and surprise surprise i chose harry potter oh he is a quite a brave one he is and i haven't always loved harry as a character for several read-throughs and it's not that i disliked harry it's just there were all these other characters that i liked better you know mm-hmm. but through this past read through, I've really come to love Harry as a character a lot. And part of that is because of his courage. So I wanted to talk about three instances. I mean, he shows courage all the time throughout every single book, but three instances I wanted to look at. One, 
is just I have to. And two are ones that I don't know if I had really thought about them as courageous until mm. I was thinking about this topic in and him as a character. And so feel free to interject at any point. <laughs> <laughs> so my first one is... Wait, what's the first one? Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, don't feel free to interject at any time. If you want to interject after I talk about my first point, then you can interject. Okay, okay. Got it? Understood, thank you. Okay. So the first one is from the first book. We're all familiar with the instance where Draco comes in. It's like, oh, you're Harry Potter. That's cool. I want to be friends with you. And then... Ron is mean and laughs at his name, and then he spitefully says really rude things. And, you know, when he offers him his hand and his friendship, Harry's just like, I think I can sort out the right kinds of wizards for myself, thanks. And I never really thought about that as a courageous act, but considering that Harry had no friends... Like, he had absolutely no friends. He didn't know anything about this wizarding world, really, at all. Mm-hmm. And he had been bullied by his his cousin and his cousin's friends at school for so long. And then in this moment, where clearly this character has a bit more power in the mm-hmm. situation, he decides to stand up and say, no, I don't want your friendship. And that could have tons of consequences and it does right for him throughout the series for better or worse maybe it would have been better if Malfoy was actually friends with him you know Mm. that how how would his father have reacted (laughs) if that were the case but yeah I think it it does show courage when you risk being rejected in this environment that you're completely unfamiliar in Mm -hmm. but you're going to stand up for somebody being mistreated anyway yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he is risking so much there. And I think mm-hmm. that courage often comes with that risk, right? Yeah. If there's no risk to you, it's not necessarily as courageous. For sure. And here, you know, he's going from a place where he had nothing. And here he has the opportunity to have things, to have good relationships and, and success and people who don't just abuse him like he had at home. And he is risking that in some ways. And that's, yeah, that takes courage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so then fast forward to the last book, mm-hmm. and this is an obvious one, but I love it so much that I just have to talk about it anyway, and it's him walking to his death. A 17-year-old kid being so selfless and so courageous instead of running away, instead of trying to have anyone come with him, instead of talking to his friends about it and having the potential of them talking him out of it. Mm. You know, he, without even saying goodbye to anyone he loves, goes alone, Mm -hmm. you know? And he didn't know the Resurrection Stone was going to be there and that he would at least have some more support than he already had. Like, he was just going and walking to his death and to face this unstoppable force that he knew very well could torture him before he killed him and he didn't even know that it would work in the end he didn't even know if Voldemort would be defeated and yeah to see that memory in the pensieve and know that he's a horcrux and then to go and face death alone as a 17 year old is just 
amazing to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I just love his character so much. Because at age 17, I don't know that I would have done that. You know, I I, I don't know if I would have tried to figure out another way. Mm. Tried to talk about it, go to the library. You know, is there any way to just remove this part of my soul? Or, you know, whatever it would be. And, and he didn't do that. He just accepted it. Yeah. At the very least, I would stop to tell people I'm about to do it to mm-hmm. get some accolades before I kill myself. Right? The strength that that takes is amazing and, and astounding to me. Because he cares more about doing it than he does about, you know, because he, he doesn't want to be dissuaded from it. Right? Exactly. And, and so if that's his highest priority, and that's his only priority, then that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Such, a, such an amazing moment. And honestly, I think, again, it's why the book version is so much better than the movie version because oh my god i can't that (laughs) that action is the important part right Mm -hmm. and then he talks down to 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 voldemort and he he explains to him but that's not a battle Mm -hmm. because the ultimate decision the ultimate action of the hero is dying right is sacrifice is it's not fighting voldemort it's giving himself in Mm -hmm. and that is amazing and it's one of the reasons why the book series is just so great yeah oh harold potter such an amazing character (laughs) yeah he really is sweet brave boy so then my last one Mm -hmm. is after the battle of hogwarts is done Mm -hmm. his act to give up the elder wand Mm -hmm. because his entire life up until this point he has been abused he has been bullied and he has been hunted Mm -hmm. like that has been his only recurring theme in his life and he still gives up this ultimately powerful wand and if it were me i'd be like someone might come after me again or maybe there's some death eaters still hanging around who are gonna try to kill me you know like that's how i would be thinking about it Mm -hmm. And I think it shows so much bravery to give up that power. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Would you give up the Elder Wand? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Thus, courage isn't top on our list of attributes. No, no, definitely not. Not in that way. And, like, I would see it as I'm going to keep this because this gives society access to greater magics right like Mm -hmm. this can be used as a tool for the things that I believe in. Yeah. Not like because I want to be the most powerful wizard exactly. in the world. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, for sure, I, I would I would not give it up. I, I even still, like, to this day, I'm like, but why? <laughs> I get it, Harry, but why? <laughs> because in this way, and maybe only this way, he's smarter than you. <laughs> <laughs> so, now that we've not thoroughly, but at least gotten glimpses of Harry's bravery, mm-hmm. what is your plot point? Well, I also wanted to talk about the end of book seven. And the plot point I wanted to talk about was how the vast majority of the combatants in the battle for Hogwarts had no idea what they were fighting for. Hmm. They knew that they were facing overwhelming odds to give Harry time to do something. And they have no idea what that is. And for me, I think that there's an element of bravery. And this, this applies to Harry's decision to sacrifice himself as well, where not knowing and still sacrificing yourself or possibly sacrificing yourself and and fighting for something even if you don't know exactly what you're fighting for i think takes greater bravery someone like ron or hermione they know what they're signing up for even though and that's i think what helps break down ron's loyalty 
right? Mm -hmm, Is that mm -hmm. what he knows is not good enough for him. Well, that's the thing. It's They know what they're fighting for, but they don't know any of the logistics. They don't know how any of their actions are actually helping. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so we still have hundreds of people who are just ready to go at a moment's notice. And Mm -hmm. I think that Neville and Luna are obviously the Mm -hmm. clearest example of this, of people who are continuing the fight at Hogwarts and they're not fighting against a corrupt, legitimate administration. You know, Umbridge in book five that Harry fights against, like she is obviously corrupt. And though she is a representative of the ministry, I think that there's still some legitimacy there. But under Voldemort, there's no legitimacy, right? Mm -hmm. It's just power. And yeah, they were just fighting, not because it was going to do any good, as in it wasn't going to have a specific outcome. Mm -hmm. Oh, if I fight back against the Caros, they're going to stop doing this. Like, obviously, that wasn't true. Exactly. And they they didn't have the protections that you even have under Umbridge, where she has to kind of secretly torture you. Like, (laughs) they are straight up tortured and forced to torture others. And they are willing to do this fight again without knowing what the end goal of the fight's going to be or what their what their actions are going to contribute to that. You know, Neville mm-hmm. says he's been waiting for Harry to come back and for them to make, take the last stand. And Harry is, is so far away from that, he doesn't even say that's what he wants, right? He has to be convinced to allow them to have the battle for Hogwarts because these people are all so ready. And a lot of this has to do with trust as well, right? Mm-hmm. They have so much trust in Harry and faith in Harry that they want to help him in any way that they can. But again, for them to... Not one of them to be like, Harry, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? Just to you be like... You need to explain this to me or we're not going to do this exactly, right now. Which is how I am. Totally. It's definitely how you are. <laughs> but... I need to know the strategy. <laughs> exactly. So so do I. Um, <laughs> so we're not Gryffindors. <laughs> <laughs> yes, true. And that's the thing is so many of them throughout the DA are all just ready to help. And I think that is such a, an intense moment of courage and... It is shadowed or it is mirrored by Harry's act where Dumbledore had a suspicion that Harry would be able to survive if he sacrifices himself. But Harry didn't know that. Harry thought he was going to end his life. Yeah. And that lack of knowledge increases that courage because if he had the idea that maybe it would be okay, that doesn't take the same amount of courage as actually sacrificing yourself for something that you're unaware of how it's going to end end up. I think even just thinking about none of those students got to say goodbye to their parents either. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine being a 17-year-old and seeing spiders and giants and werewolves, not to mention adult Death Eaters Mm -hmm. who are just throwing around the killing curse, you know? Like... Yeah, facing that. And then you have little Colin Creevy sneak back in just so he can fight. And yeah, it's all just so amazing. And you even see, you know, when they are told that Harry is dead. Yeah. Neville in particular continues to resist. Exactly. And then their numbers are just bolstered by their families and the house elves and the centaurs, right? Mm -hmm. More and more people come to support them. And it shows that there is that faith in Harry and that clearly as a martyr, he's still an important symbol, but Mm -hmm. that bravery exists within them. It's not just them as supporting of Harry. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine in that circumstance, the only person who has faced Voldemort and lived, besides maybe you could say Dumbledore, Mm -hmm. he was just killed. Mm -hmm. Like, what chance do you have? 
and yeah, that they still were not going to submit to to Voldemort's oppression. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. It is very good. This is a good book series. Right? I would recommend it. (laughs) 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 Well, why don't we go on to our compelling questions? Okay. So, do you think Dumbledore is brave? It's a good question because I don't think it's his defining feature. It's why I don't think he should be a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Because I think he does stick up for what he believes is right. But like, I, I think that if he was, if he did come to a position where he had to risk things, he would do that. He would have that bravery. But I think that he is more focused on maneuvering things through his massive intelligence into a way where he will be most successful. And that is his primary way of looking at things is to... Is through this maneuvering that to me feels feels more Ravenclaw or even more Slytherin. I think he's a Slytherin. Yeah, and so I think he is brave, but I don't think that he's near the top of the brave characters in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I go back and forth on whether I think he's brave. Definitely, he would be like thirtieth on the list or something mm-hmm. like that. But I don't know. I don't know because I think. He didn't tell Harry really difficult things. Mm-hmm. And I think it would take a lot of courage to do that because it was so difficult. Mm-hmm. And then you also look at, he didn't face Grindelwald for mm-hmm. so long. And like, I'm not talking about the new movies and how they kind of rewrite some things. I'm just talking about the the seven book series. And he didn't face him until he absolutely had to. And of course, would you want to face your previous probably lover and possibly kill them? No. no. <laughs> that's that's a very understandable thing to not want to do. Totally. But considering what was happening in the world and and what that person was doing and he had so much power and so much skill, the courageous thing to do would to be to face him Mm -hmm. so that wasn't courageous but then also at the same time when he finally did i think it is courageous because he's facing someone who has the elder wand Mm -hmm. and he's going to fight this person which is not something that i would ever want to do that that's the thing for Mm -hmm. me though is he may not have as much magical ability compared to grindelwald when grindelwald has the elder wand Mm -hmm. but he probably is just more clever yeah. Hashtag Slytherin. And he knows that. And so when we talk about risk and we talk about not knowing, Dumbledore goes into any altercation knowing his own abilities. And and so he, he has some risk involved, but he also... But not nearly as much as anyone else exactly. does. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, I, I think that that lessens the amount of courage it takes. For sure. For sure. It's like in his moments of being courageous, I feel like his courage is at like 30%. Mm-hmm. Versus Harry's is like 5,000. Exactly. And and you're absolutely right. I think that, that he talks about how, because Harry's so young and because he starts to, to, to love Harry so much, he doesn't want to burden him. And he's so afraid of, of what divulging this information will do to Harry, right? And that is a loving, giving fear for someone else. But it is still being controlled or, or making your decisions based off of fear. And that's not a courageous thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then I do I do wonder too at the the end of book 6 when the last thing he does is petrify Harry mm-hmm. instead of being ready to defend himself instead of being ready to 
disarm whoever this person was coming up to the to the tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something that I'm wondering, is that a courageous act? Because obviously, even though he is Dumbledore and he knows, okay, I'm probably not going to have that much more time anyway. Mm-hmm. Still, I think facing death for anyone, even if they know it's coming, is a terrifying thing. Mm-hmm. And so he did do that. And his last act was for Harry's safety. And I kind of wonder, is that, would we say that's a really courageous act or is that a pragmatic act? And that's the thing is that he not only loves Harry, Mm -hmm. but he knows that Harry is the only hope. And so that idea of pragmatism is, is so important because he is doing what's best to protect Harry, not only because he cares about Harry and he's doing that for a selfish reason, but also because that's what's required for his grand plans. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I, I don't know if I see that as being courageous or brave, again, particularly in comparison with someone like Harry. Yeah, for sure. Well, that kind of actually goes well into my question. Okay. Because you talked about how maybe he shouldn't be a Gryffindor. JK yeah. has a tendency to put the good guys and girls into Gryffindor to show they're the heroes. So many people are in Gryffindor who could be in other houses or should be in other houses. But we don't talk as much about characters who aren't in Gryffindor who maybe could have been. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was wondering if you, are there any characters that come to mind for you of a character who could have been sorted into Gryffindor or should have been sorted into Gryffindor who wasn't? Interesting. Let's see. Well, I mean, I think... Obviously, Snape has a ton of bravery. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of at the 5,000% too. Not at the same age as Harry, right. but... I mean, not that much older, technically. Yeah. He was in his early 20s. 2021, when, probably. Yeah. So I think he definitely has that, but I think... I don't know. That I mean, that is a question with Snape. How much of his courage stems from loyalty which Mm. would be much more hufflepuff right and how much of it stems from doing what's right and i think initially for sure it was hufflepuff type of loyalty but as as the series goes on i'm not sure towards the end i do kind of wonder you know i mean he talked to other other characters trying to dissuade them like uh quarrel yeah I, i kind of i do kind of wonder I think, I think that Luna Lovegood has a lot of courage. Totally. I mean, even, yeah, her not allowing herself to be shamed in any way takes a lot of courage. Also, her just like, okay, I'm going to go to the ministry with you and fly on these Thestrals and fight Death Eaters, I guess, today. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Like, she, I think, has just such kind of level-headed courage yeah. that it doesn't have these strong moments of like yes the music <laughs> picks up and like but yeah i think she for sure does and the fact that she is still going to be a supporter of the quibbler and she's still going to do these things even though she knows that it is not seen well at all one of my favorite luna moments ever of, of book five is when she just goes up to harry and's like I believe that Voldemort is back and mm. that you fought him in the graveyard. 
<laughs> like she just comes up and says that when so many people are doubting that about Harry and then that whole uh, occurrence at the end of, of book four and she's just completely fine saying I believe you this is right and yeah I think that shows a lot of courage especially in a place where people do try to shame and bully her so much totally yeah who who are you thinking Definitely those those two. Uh, I think for Luna in particular, being a 14, 15-year-old girl who is so brave in how she is unapologetically herself mm-hmm. is a kind of courage I didn't have at 14. <laughs> right. I don't have at 30. You right? Know? Like, I know. <laughs> it's so great. It's, it's amazing and it's inspiring and it's one of the reasons why I love her so much. The other character I was thinking about was Regulus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Because talk about sacrifice, right? Like mm-hmm. he... He sacrificed himself for the attempt to fight the Dark Lord. We don't know why he he turned, right? Mm-hmm. But it definitely took courage. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just interesting to me that he he then stands up in a way that is so so unique from what we see of the Death Eaters, right? Yeah. We don't see any other Death Eater doing that. And so when we talk about those who were in Slytherin, other than, other than Snape, obviously, but those who were in Slytherin who could have been Gryffindor that that's kind of it we don't you know Slughorn's the only other Slytherin who fights alongside them at the Battle of Hogwarts and he's definitely not Gryffindor exactly and again one of the things that does speak to Regulus's quality is that it's over a being who is seen as lesser by everyone and particularly by the racist group that he's a part of right Mm -hmm. and that he sees that in a different way and I think that's that's yeah that's interesting yeah and in a lot of ways that was very kind of hairy of him as well Mm. you know because he walked into that cave knowing he was going to die he knew from creature that there was poison and you know all of these things and that you couldn't just apparate out and he was what 18 17 i don't remember if he was still at hogwarts or not but like late teens i mean he was younger than sirius and sirius is 2021 when the dark lord fell Mm -hmm. so he must have been he probably was 17 18 yeah yeah wow yeah yeah which is just amazing and the courage it takes not only i mean again it's very like harry not only to accept that okay i'm going to die for this cause but to do it alone Mm. to die alone in this completely terrible place and be left by one of the people you love because you tell them that they have to go and And, and carry on this work and to know going in that that's going to be the case because like he could have not brought creature could have brought someone else and had them drink it right someone who actually was cool killing like he did sacrifice himself and i think that does take take courage because he had he had other options Mm -hmm. well and i think it also shows that he did change yeah because a Death Eater would have been like, okay, cool, I'm just going to take a muggle with me. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to know more about his story. I know. Oh, so fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so this kind of goes into my missed opportunity, which, surprise, surprise, is the Gryffindor house. Okay. Because I think it's kind of ridiculous that there's bravery and courage are both <laughs> listed. First of all. To be fair, this is the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. That's true. 
Right, I think the Puffs makes the joke of the Hogwarts School of Magic and Magic. Magic. (laughs) (laughs) Totally true. Although, you could surmise that, okay, way back when it was founded, things were so much more gendered, so they could be like, oh, well, look at this is feminine type of magic, and this is masculine. (laughs) The witchcraft was how to make pies and stuff. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Well, you take a class on uh, domestic living. (laughs) Domestic magic. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, so first of all, it's redundant, and you have chivalry in there, but I think considering the wide range of Gryffindors we see, I would like another kind of character trait in there, For sure. I think, would Particularly be really important. Also because chivalry has a lot of its own gendered Oh, totally. Problems. Like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, that should not be the word. Yes. I think it should be, like, moral code. Yeah, or, exactly. You know. Ethical or moral or something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, that's that. And then, even though we have talked sometimes about people that shouldn't be in Gryffindor, it's a missed opportunity because I think some of the characters... So you have a character like Neville who doesn't show very much Gryffindor spirit until... I mean, like, he does a teeny bit in the first book. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the other books, you don't really get to see it much. And then he just, like, blossoms and he's all over courage, you know? And so that's great. But then there are other characters who don't show Gryffindor spirit and they never really have any of those moments. So it just really doesn't make sense. And so obviously we were talking about Dumbledore. But also we have Percy. Mm-hmm. When does Percy ever show courage? Sure, he shows up at the end. But most of the houses were fighting. You know? It's not like only the Gryffindors were there. <laughs> yeah. Percy literally tries to hide his girlfriend from his family because they'll tease him. Like... <laughs> <laughs> He does that. He won't admit that he's wrong. Mm-hmm. And so he shouldn't be there. Also, Pettigrew, I think that's a real missed opportunity because you never see him be courageous. Yeah. Even though he dies, which doesn't happen in the movies because the movies just didn't make smart decisions sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he did show maybe what we could call some compassion or mercy at the end, which ended up killing him. But I wouldn't say that that was bravery, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's not like he was going to stand up to anybody else. He just showed hesitation at something that Harry had said. And so, like, throughout the entire series, we never see him be courageous at all. Like, there's just no courageous act, which I think is a real shame. I would have just honestly rather have seen them in other houses because I think... That would have been important. That would have been so great, yeah. Yeah. So what's your missed opportunity? My missed opportunity is that I don't think there's enough showing of the negative repercussions of courage, Mm. right? Because we talk so much about how courage has to do so much with what you're putting at risk. Because I think that courage is an important theme in the books, right? With them all being Gryffindors and such, and, and Harry, again, sacrificing himself at the end in the ultimate act of courage. But I think that it would have been good to see more of how courage can go badly. I think that the best example is Sirius dying, right? Mm -hmm. Is them going into the Department of Mysteries when there wasn't any need to and having that courage being used against him. I think that was a really good moment because of that. But every book, Harry does 
dumb things other than <laughs> arguably four right where the dumb things are forced upon him he's put into the goblet of fire but every other book he is choosing to do something that is courageous and brave but also not what he should be doing particularly as an 11 year old and there's no what if ron hadn't made it past book one because of the chess game mm. and there's no long-term repercussions of those other than sirius's death of the actions that he chooses to do outside of the end of book five, but in books one, two, and three, there's no measurable or, or really prominent emotional or physical or mental trauma that he goes through or any other kind of way that he is then negatively impacted by being too brave. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue that him standing up to Umbridge... He's tortured because of it. That's true. Yeah, I honestly think that book five does that the best. Yeah, because the only thing I was going to say, when he looks at Snape's memories, that was foolhardy courage. That's also true, (laughs) which which helped lead to... Terrible repercussions. But yeah, it does seem like a very book five thing. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, it's also dealing with the trauma of book four, but he didn't choose in book four, right? He didn't choose Mm -hmm. to be brave. I guess I guess you could say all of the deaths at the Battle of Hogwarts. But I think that's a repercussion of their bravery, not of his. Oh, you're talking about Harry specifically. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. But but yeah, no, I think sure. that you bring up a good point when it comes to the series as a whole. Yeah, these people's bravery does result in their deaths, and I think that, that is something that's that's important. And I wish there was more of that beyond book seven, right? Because mm-hmm. Sirius dies in five, Dumbledore dies in six, and then a billion people die in seven. But Prior yeah. to that, we don't get a lot of death. You know what would be really interesting? I don't know if it would actually be more terrible than what happened, but if Fred hadn't been killed accidentally, mm-hmm. if it had been an actual Death Eater that killed him, based off of their kind of mocking of Voldemort and, and the Death Eaters through yes. their store, if there was some quick dialogue that showed that he was singling him out because of this and then killed him so that true. would have been so terrible but really powerful too yeah yeah you're absolutely right so yeah so i i think that i just would have liked to see more of that in mm-hmm. the story because well i think that that the way that they tackle it in book five and book seven is helpful and, yeah. and, and adds a lot to the story it's one of the ways that I think there's definitely a marked difference between the early books and the later books in particular, because the early books, they just get away with everything. Exactly. Like Hermione, the only repercussion of her being petrified for months is, oh no, I've missed studying. It's mm-hmm. not like anything serious that, and how that might affect her in mm-hmm. really important ways as a 12 year old. And it's yeah. never even mentioned really again. And, and I think that we're Ron to, like, when he sacrifices himself in the chess game, where he to, like, have a leg that is never fully healed from yeah. that, or, or just some sort of kind of long-term repercussion where by book seven, when you look at Harry and Ron and Hermione, you see a collection of consequences of what they've been doing over their seven years. Yes, they do get away with a lot of foolishness. Yeah. And again, Which, if it was us, humans, we wouldn't. Right. We would just die. Which is why we don't do it. 
But again, it, it does in no way excuses his fragrant abuse of children. But Snape has some valid criticisms of, of Harry, you know? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he's not wrong to automatically Our assume that celebrity. he has something to do with it. Exactly. <laughs> Usually he's right. Potter exactly. does have something to do with it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, sure. Harry wasn't stealing your polyjuice potion that year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, what's, what's your, your takeaway from this discussion? So I think my takeaway is, one, to be more courageous, Hmm. but in smart ways, (laughs) (laughs) because I am in awe of so many of these characters and things that they chose to do, and yeah, I think the things that we admire, we should strive for, you know? Also, going back to our our beginning conversation about the quote, I'm kind of thinking about and wondering if we use some of those things in more everyday life of acknowledging the courage of people when they're talking about something difficult Mm -hmm. and something personal. Because I never do that. I don't think I've ever told anybody in my life that they're courageous. But maybe that's an important thing and maybe if if you're seeing someone like that wants to talk about something but it seems difficult for them saying like you know this is a courageous act if you want to talk about that but it's also okay if you don't so yeah i like that yeah well what about you i think my takeaway is to really gain even more respect for harry as a character Mm. i think that I, i never disliked harry but certainly yeah. when I was reading when I was younger, a lot of my readings would be like, oh, he should have done this, right? Totally. And especially since he's the POV character, you know, and as a young man myself, I identified with him a lot. And I imagined myself in his shoes a lot. But a lot of that was very kind of surface level. So the characters who really stand out in Harry Potter tend to be the Dumbledores, the Lunas, you know, Snape, like these, these very, very, Hermione, obviously, right? These very unique and amazing characters. But Harry kind of sometimes doesn't, up there in those like when you think about the greatness of harry potter the series harry typically isn't the first thing that people talk about Mm -hmm. but certainly from our last read through and this discussion i am really really gaining so much admiration for him as a character because these things that he's doing are choices he's making these choices that are such brave loving choices and to have a child making those choices is amazing and Mm -hmm. to look at that seriously right don't just look not just looking at him as the main character of an adventure series who of course is going to make the brave good choices but to see him as a young boy and just showing this amount of bravery that i wish i could have on my best day is inspiring and so i'm leaving this with a, a much greater appreciation for harry who i never disliked but who i never loved in the mm-hmm. way that I feel like I'm I'm falling in love with him as a character more and more, mm-hmm. particularly through this podcast. Yeah, definitely. Same for me. Oh, well, that was a nice discussion. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we want to wrap up, do you want to bring up what our discussion will be next week? Yeah. So we'll be going back to Lord of the Rings. So we're going to be discussing loneliness. Ah, loneliness in Lord of the Rings. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Geek Between the Lines. You can find us on social media by searching for Geek Between the Lines on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest. You can also go to our website, 
bit.ly slash geekbetweenthelines, or go to our Patreon site at patreon.com slash geekbetweenthelines. Thank you so much to Kimberly Taylor Plastel at Lacelet for designing our logo. You can find our designs at lacelet.com or searching for Lacelet on Instagram or Facebook. With that, we'll see you next week. Until then, geek out! out.